0: You are listening to Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. A podcast where we believe wrestling is a buffet and there's something there for everyone. Make sure you're following us on all social media such as Twitter, Instagram,
1: Facebook under Two Heels and a Face. That's number two, Heels and a Face. Make sure you check out our website, ever, Two Heels and a Face.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Tuesdays in a Face Wrestling podcast. On today's episode, we are actually going to get into, funny enough, some uh, journalistic stuff today. Uh, It is Charlie just solo. Chris could not make today's uh, episode. He's got family stuff going on. And it's ironic today because in the past, we have been called journalists, which is funny to think about because we are not that. Not that there's anything wrong with them. Obviously, we'll get into a little bit of that today we have one on the show but we're strictly editorial and uh people have said why don't you talk about this why don't you talk about that that's not our job that is not our job we like to have fun lighthearted interviews i think today will be a little bit more diving into the journalistic side of of wrestling um he is someone who's been on potting with ego that's robert anthony's podcast too that's if you listen to this two teals in a face You understand Chris and I listen to that podcast. We reference that podcast a lot. And uh, I believe this gentleman is local to Chicago as well. He's been around the block um, and starting his own venture, his own site. He's got tons of entrepreneurial spirit, which I think Chris, Chris being an entrepreneur, myself being a freelancer at one point, uh, we respect that kind of uh, gusto, that kind of drive and things like that. So. Today is just solo with me. Sorry for you, those listeners who like Chris a lot. Uh, he will be back, I'm sure, on the next show. And uh, I think we can bring in our guest. There's Mr. Nick Hausman of House of Wrestling. Nick, welcome to the stream. How's hey, it going?
1: I'm great, Charlie. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah. Uh, two heels in a face. I'm sure if you're familiar with us, but uh, we believe wrestling is a buffet. Uh, that's kind of our, our shtick, I guess. Uh, but we, I think you're a really good guest because we like to shine light on like different corners, I think of this Chicago and you're, you're Chicago based. I am, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: On, uh, different corners and sections. I mean, we've had anything on from referees to ring announcers to independent wrestlers that wrestle at freelance. I know you have some history with that company too, but yeah, local to Chicago, right? Did Did you, are you born and raised here?
1: I was... I'm not. Well, I am 38, so I've lived in Chicago 20 years now. I moved here to go to school at Loyola, Chicago, but I initially grew up uh, in a town called The Woodlands, Texas.
0: Oh, cool. Okay, so would you... You're pretty much a Chicagoan, though. You would consider yourself that, correct?
1: Yeah. I I have, like, some... I have my redneck past, and I do... Occasionally, I mean, there's parts of me that still very much I feel like are to Texas for Chicago, but by and large, I, I consider myself a Chicagoan
0: at this point. Yes. Loyola, that's the campus. It's an up, is that uptown where that it,
1: is? It's close to uptown. It's in uh, Rogers Park, so it's on the north
0: side. Cool. You're, yeah ironically my wife works there now she does some kind of she's some an admin assistant for some kind of a sustainability program i believe
1: all right rock and roll so she, <laughs> wait, she works for loyola now
0: she currently works for loyola Lo- Lo- i mean i don't think anyone ca- I, I, I don't know if i'm doxing her in any way i don't think i am but yeah she, she no care. i don't think i, I don't, don't think want anyone care
1: you don't want that heat at home you don't want to accidentally dox your wife and have that <laughs>
0: People know her first name, but now you know. Yes, she can be seen stomping around that campus. But it's, uh, it's. Uh, I think it's. Yeah, school's out now. But yeah, the, how was your time there?
1: Oh boy, uh, I I'm a dropout, so I don't want okay. to. I don't want to sit here and say I and it, and I almost made it. I just kind of flamed out there, like back half of my junior year. Had a lot of personal stuff going on. And I didn't really move to the city to go to Loyola. I moved to the city to go uh, learn how to do improv comedy there on the go. streets. And so, I by my junior, by the end of my junior year, I was uh, pretty much a full time comedian at that point. And I was doing a lot of cocaine, and I was drinking a lot. of I was drinking a lot, and I was just a rat. I was a wild child, man. I was right. crazy, and uh, yeah, no, I, I. So, I mean, how was my time at Loyola? Uh, a complete blur. Where I <laughs> tried my best. I went to a lot of parties around campus. I had a great roommate named Jeff. We threw some kick-ass parties. He was a, he was a weed dealer. It was great for me. There you it was go. an awesome time.
0: That's great. Um, yeah, I mean, like obviously, it's great. It's great that you had a lot of fun. Yeah. It's uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the good part. Obviously, there's some extracurricular activities in there. some, i I'm like. Are fine. I think mostly is done responsibly. Uh, so yes. that's all. That's all I'll say there. But um, no, it's interesting to see. I think where you landed uh, ended up. Uh, I know you talked a lot about this on, on on potting with ego, but the transition from the improv stuff to now and then wrestling, right, and, and and things like that. So it's really cool. But about wrestling, uh, I wanted to get to this is a kind of a general question we usually ask on the podcast. So and apologies for the vagueness here. But what is it about wrestling that you do enjoy? What are the aspects? Like, what is it that draws you to this this sport or this sports entertainment?
1: City? I'm I'm a big I'm a I'm a theater nerd, first of all. So when I was in school, technically I was there on a theater scholarship. I was supposed to go to North Carolina for school for the performing arts, or I was accepted and I passed and whatever. So I I am a he. I do love the I love the art of theater, and okay. I like form. I'm a big form nerd, and I love structure and storytelling. There you go. And, you know, pro wrestling is um, obviously, it's like Shakespeare. It's like theater. There's all kinds of different parallels you can draw. But it's also like soap opera. And yeah. if you watch soap opera, and like, as a, again, a child of Texas, my mom watched soap operas all the time. They were always on in the background. Like, you're just having a... You're making content by the pound over when you're making soap operas, right? And it's just like, We got to grab their attention right now. We don't have time to really think they're a double agent, spy, murderer, pedophile, whatever crazy, (laughs) like, whatever, like, insane, like, we just, we got to do something to get their attention. Just craziness. Yeah. I I, I like that energy with pro wrestling, too, where it's like anything can happen because it's not like you're sitting down and you're trying to write this perfect three-act play. You're just trying to keep up. You're just trying to, like, you know do the best you can in like this warlike theater environment. And I love, I love seeing what comes out of that. I love watching how people try to figure out what to do. I think the whole thing is just, is just cool. It's an interesting thing to look at.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great, uh, my wife always says when she's explaining, because I kind of had this lull of wrestling where I liked it a lot growing up and then I got away from it. And then once the, well, honestly, when Sting did, debuted at Survivor Series and I realized there was a network of all the stuff that we watched growing up, yeah, I have got, got into it. That was like 2016. And then I've discovered Independence in 2017. That's when I met Chris and that's when this podcast started. And kind of the rest is history of whatever we want to watch. So, um, yeah, I want to know about some of like your... Uh, fond fondest memories growing up and like of, of watching wrestling who were the people that you were first drawn to in this crazy like theatrical spectacle
1: well like you know i i'm i'm very much a child of that time where i started watching like i remember like the first episodes of monday night raw and yeah. i was watching wcw on saturday nights and so i remember like the pre-monday night war stuff and like when i got into it i really loved like big characters i was like you know, all about the Dungeon of Doom and you know the Duke okay. the Dumpster Drossy and like the just like most hokish hokey stuff you could imagine. But then when the like the Monday Night Wars started kicking off, man, it was like all of a sudden, you know, you like the edgier, harder, realer guys. Like all my my affinity for the comic book characters kind of went away. And uh, then I started to really appreciate, you know, uh, you know, Waltman you know, all the DX and WO stuff. It just it, what I what influenced me uh, changed. My one of my fondest memories was I was at a, a WWF in your house. I think it was Saturday in Texas, or it was like a Thursday in Texas. It was like some play on Tuesday in Texas or something like that. Main event was DX versus uh, like Steve Austin and Owen Hart, and like it was like every big star. But it was the day after Shawn Michaels had been like it was either, I don't think it was when he got beat up by the Marines. I think it's like, I forget his guy, but he left. It was one of the times where he left. And they replaced him with Savio Vega, and I was watching it, and I was like so let down that like Savio Vega replaced Shawn Michaels, but then the match kicked ass, and I really liked it, and I became a Savio fan. And, uh, I don't know, just little stuff like that when I think about memories and stuff. I don't know. Eh, Yeah. That kind of stuff sticks out.
0: Yeah, no, obviously. I mean, Savio, uh, I know it's like the crowd was, uh, was raucous at that backlash, but he had, like, a really warm welcome. I think pretty underrated, and we now, like, appreciate him when he made that, like, slight little cameo. Yeah, he's a good, he's
1: a nice guy, too. Like, I've interviewed him a couple times now, okay. and he just seems like a very jovial individual. So I was happy to
0: see him get that get that pop. Yeah. Yeah, what I, what I was saying, I think I lost my train of thought, but what I was saying earlier is, like, when... Cause I had gotten back into it around 2016 to 2017. And my, my wife then she was my girlfriend at the time, but she had to start explaining to people what wrestling is. Cause like I was having trouble. They're like, you like this thing again. And it's like male soap opera is the best way she puts it. And, and kind of the best use. So I think that's like a way to, to communicate it to the layman's of like kind of what this world is.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. It's this never ending thing, right? People that die will come back. <laughs> yeah. There will be, you know, evil twins, there, all of that stuff. It's there.
0: Anything you can think of, yeah. Um, so, are where are you where are you about to now? Locally, you don't have to like you can say neighborhood or area, or like you're in the city, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I live I live in the the nicest part of Chicago. I think I live in the nicest part of the world. I live uh, right up here on the border of Lakeview Lincoln Park in in Chicago. I'm not okay. too far. Uh, if you are familiar with the North Pond. Uh, uh, it's near the Lincoln Park Zoo. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's kind of near. Right, I mean, like I'm I'm a 15 minute walk from the zoo, from uh, 15 minutes or less from the zoo, from the from the lake, from the pond, from Wrigley. Kind of about 20 minutes
0: from Wrigley. I love it, man. I love the neighborhood. That's great. Um, so how lo- how long have you been doing? How long have you been a journalist or in journalism? Um.
1: Am I a journalist? Uh, How long have I been a journalist? (laughs) Uh, I used to write... I think I wrote one or two things for my high school paper. Okay. But I'm not even positive. I feel like I did. I definitely wrote some theater reviews for Loyola's The Phoenix newspaper. And then I didn't really write. I mean, I always wrote, like, screenplays and stuff. And then I only got, like, you know, if you listen to the ego pod you know, like, I only yeah. got back into the journal. I only started covering wrestling because I just got tired of getting hit in the head and, like, not making any money. And I just wanted to stay in the pro wrestling space. I just figured out, right. you know, you, you're you around the business. You can do this with the best of them. So, I mean, I, I guess I've only been really covering it about the past decade okay. uh, actively as, as a journalist. So about 10 years before that, it was, like, all kinds of other stuff.
0: Yeah, I think it comes – and, yeah, there's a whole bunch of other ways you've been involved in wrestling. I think you, the listener, Pot the Potting with Ego, I would recommend that because that gets into a whole ton of that. To me, me it comes – you seem – yeah, and I don't know what your perception of yourself in journalism is, but I feel like I've seen you pop up a lot just in my – ever since I got back into it in 2016, 2017. Too much. You you see, (laughs) To me, you're a a top-of-the-mind name. Um, I that might be like just because local influences and things like that. Because there was this one right when I kind of got into podcasting before I kind of realized that, like, before we kind of fell into like our niche here in in the in the Chicago land, which I feel like our niche is very hyper local, and I and I love that. Awesome. Um, And there was like, I think you might have been. Did you ever work for WrestleZone? Something with I, yeah, the I, I was the executive editor for WrestleZone for, okay. for a hot minute there. I remember, so we were trying to, like, my myself and some other people who kind of started what later became Two Heels on a Face. We were connect, making, like, Twitter connections. And there was this, we don't have to go too, too far down this path. And I'm not trying to, to, definitely not trying to throw a name on the bus. But we had made connection with a, a, a woman named Trina. I'm not sure if you remember her.
1: Okay. The name is ringing a bell. I think I know who you're talking about right now. Was it Last
0: Mark Standing or something that she had a podcast that was similar to that? Okay. Um, And she, I remember she was in Chicago. I don't think she's from here. Great. great. Like, uh, had a good connection with her. But she brought me to, God, it was somewhere like in the city around River North. And I just remember walking into this dark ballroom and you were at a table with some people and uh and you were i don't don't remember what it was it was some kind of event or some kind of radio show or radio event i don't know if anything like that rings a bell but i remember like seeing you kind of across the room was it
1: a wrestling show or no
0: there was there was a yeah it wasn't like a show but it was some kind of like speaking thing i think and i might be getting completely
1: like it it might have been the podcast movement
0: thing yes yes you had like a table and there was people around you and you were talking, so it might yeah, it might have been something like that, like a podcast okay. movement okay. thing in like the River North area. But like that was, or I don't expect you to pull that memory out of the back of your head. I barely remember it. It's like <laughs> it is, it is very faint. But I I do remember that's when I had like a first impression of you, and then I know you went to Wrestle Inc. And so to me, you seem very seasoned in this. I don't know if that's what you would call yourself or not. But.
1: Seasoned like fried chicken, baby. <laughs> Hot and crispy. Fresh out the fryer into the frying pan, my friend.
0: Okay. I hope I didn't just lose every single listener with that. No. You know, this random, is great. Uh, this is good. This is memory good. Fart.
1: I think I saw you in a place of one time <laughs> in a dark Maybe? room. <laughs> okay. Did I touch? Did we touch? Did we kiss? What happened? No.
0: Okay. I don't remember, oh, man. And there was a—I uh, have to think of who this personality was. He was like he had a beard, and he might his gimmick maybe must have been like kind of foreign. Oh, I know, I know who.
1: It is. I want to see him because we're not on good terms anymore. But i are not in good terms.
0: Works. That guy was in the room too when yeah. we were talking to that guy.
1: Okay, got it.
0: Some kind of somebody. Oh, it was probably a podcast. We'll call it a podcast thing. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: I, I think I know exactly. I think it was the podcast movement. If I if I'm I remembering everything correctly, what you're
0: describing, I think was that event. Okay, cool. So now that we completely have, have racked our brains, glad we
1: got to the bottom of that. <laughs> this is some hot shit. Everybody always just talks to me about CM Punk. This is the real stuff right now.
0: That's no, good. I, I want to know. I want to know why I start House of Wrestling. If I didn't mention that before, I think I did. H A U S of Wrestling, because you, to me, you seem to be like, okay, I know there is like there in my perception there's like Meltzer, there's sean Rosset like these are the journalists and then there's there's like houseman that guy is cool is a little bit more local like from what i've seen i've seen it like around here and there um but why why the move to start house of wrestling can you tell me the the thought process behind that Put, like putting all the chips in for yourself kind of.
1: sure sure i will say i don't feel local anymore i felt like the local chicago guy for a long time i don't feel that way anymore i'm gonna okay. be doing i'm doing observer live on sunday you know, like okay. Meltzer, Meltzer comes and does my show now. Uh, fair, 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 fair. And like you know, the Ace Steel stuff that I reported completely reset the narrative around Punk's comeback. And you got yeah. you know th- there there's all these moments. I got people with 2.1 million followers antagonizing me for no goddamn reason <laughs> these days. Like I have, I know that I've outgrown myself as a Chicagoland journalist, because That's true. I I hear from all these other people now, right? I don't want to, yeah. like, blow smoke up my head, but I mean, like, the gravity of that, the stuff that comes along with that, it's dawning on me right now, you know, like, kind of day by day. I hadn't, I didn't really think that it would <laughs> come this far, to be quite frank. So, um, you know, when I left Wrestling Inc., I genuinely thought about leaving the business i have just been so into everything i have just been so focused i was just a little burned out but you know i i took some time i asked my friends what should i do to a t they all said you got to do your own brand just do your own thing okay you got enough credibility to do it just do your own thing and 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 enjoy that ride and it's the best advice I've ever been given. There have been very, very few hiccups. It has largely been very, very positive, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happier than I've been in a long, long time. And the reason I'm doing it is largely, I mean, for the moment, more about that. You know, I hope the money comes. I, I'm, we're doing all right over here, but uh, yeah. I'm just mentally the sharpest and happiest I've been in a long, long time, and that's what it's, that's what it's really been about for me here.
0: So, yeah. Uh, I love that. No, that you need that, right? Because I think that helps. That helps with the burnout. Like I think I've been, not not necessarily like in any hobby or anything I've done. You have to want to enjoy it. Because if you start, it starts going too much the other way, then you start resenting it, right? Yeah. So it's like whatever you do, even if it's on anything from your work to your to just a hobby, you got to make sure there's a part of it. Enjoy. So like, yeah, I'm actually congrats on going, and I'm happy for you. So that's thank really you. Cool. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, the entrepreneurial spirit, have you had that kind of always, or is that like, you know, you said you got some extra push from some of your friends, but have you kind of always had that entrepreneurial spirit or not?
1: Yeah, I, I think I have, you okay. know, uh, when I was uh, in high school and uh, middle school, a little bit, uh, I was producing my own comedy shows uh, okay. I, I was uh, I was running I've always been producing my own shows and I was over in the the Chicago comedy community I was producing my own shows I've never been very good with business or money I'm really good at spending it snorting it but um, <laughs> I uh, I am for the first time working with some people that are much better with business than me I have uh, spreadsheets I have a There you go. Business, business, a business account, a business credit card. I have budgets. I have expectations. I mean, it's the real deal, and I need that. I need smart people around me telling me how to do it, not necessarily doing it for me, but telling me how to do it um, because I can't let them down. And the pressure of that is helping me run a better business than than in the past, where it's all just been, "Hey, let's take the money and buy PBR drugs." So. It's it's better now.
0: Yeah, you have that guidance definitely, and you said a lot of good business buzzwords. So props to Thanks. that. Thanks. Um, a crew. <laughs> yes, in our in our, I think what's kind of helped with our podcast is we were very different. I think than a lot of like we specific, we specifically. Uh, wrestling is a buffet, so if people want to come on and talk like WWE, they can. But like we were like everyone's kind of talking about that. Let's talk about this show over here which is like freelance wrestling, like we've kind of made ourselves a little bit different than than at least like the podcast I would listen to. Um, What is it about house of like, is it anything we can expect differently from house of wrestling than kind of all the other sites? Like what's something that can set you apart? I
1: I think the thing that I've been uh, most impressed with, I won't say surprised, but I'll say most impressed with is um, how much more reach, the exclusive content gets in the aggregate content. And I know that doesn't sound revolutionary, but, you know, when I put up stuff from my interviews that I do, like, this is an exclusive comment from, you know, Darby Allen or whoever, um, that does well. Um, whenever I do backstage news, that does really well. Aggregate, you know, you can, if you can find it anywhere else, it's not going to be as much, uh, it's not going to yeah. do as much. Now, I do some aggregate over on House of Wrestling because we want to be involved and show we're covering the news. But, but if you come to House of Wrestling, you're going to get a lot of content. You can't find other places. It will be aggregated eventually and taken to other places. But, you know, just this past week, you know, we had Righteous Reg and Phil from Grap City, their best friend, Will Washington. He just got taken over to AEW. I got Effie in the feed. I got uh, but I mean. Dark Side of the Ring co-creator in the feed. Like, all these, pe- cool. all these people I'm talking to. You know, I got this. I'm going to give a little trade secret away here right now. Uh-oh. I got this new thing about two weeks ago. It's called otter.ai, otte AI. Do you know what this is?
0: Uh, no, but anything with dot .ai and it sounds like some kind of nifty tool. It is. It
1: mm-hmm. is a transcription thing. It's 30 bucks oh. a month. And oh, there gonna, you go. I, I'm going to shill this right now, and I'm not getting paid by them. 30 bucks a month, and you can upload as much audio as you want, and it'll give you transcriptions in a reasonable amount of time, and you can watch the transcription back and listen to the audio and make corrections as you're listening to the audio in the kind of thing. I am turning around content faster than I've ever turned around in my It's like It's like, you know, you put on the AI gloves and you can, like, you know, make huge robots and machines (laughs) Like Tony Stark? yeah it's like a Tony Stark <laughs> power man it's like pro wrestling journalism Iron Man stuff over here
0: it's wild that that stuff's really good for SEO too the transcriptions put that tucked away on a, on a page and yeah. uh, that's that's my what I do for full-time yeah,
1: yeah my and full-time that's what I'm saying Is it's like I'm great. I'm getting all of my interviews I've got tons of quotes I've got tons of angles I, I didn't do it for house of wrestling I have partnerships with other companies I work with premier streaming network to present our, our bi-weekly news show house of wrestling very unique name and uh, I work for inside the, I work with inside the ropes I do a once a week uh, big name interview for them I love their brand I've wanted to work with them forever this is just something that worked out really well hopefully nice. hopefully bigger plans here on the horizon by the way between me and inside the ropes okay maybe we'll talk again here in a little while but um, I did this interview with Medusa today and dude, it's that's a name wild. Like I can't wait for people to get the highlights of this. Cause you know, she worked for Vince at a time we all know now he was a complete deviant and yeah. was a, wo- was a woman working for Vince at that period. And I kind of prodded her to tell me more about like what the behavior was of men. And it's really bad. It's like really, really, really gross bad. So I, I don't know. I talk to people. I get them to say things that are interesting that hopefully you'll have an opinion about or will elicit a, a response. And that's what makes our site. That's what makes house of wrestling different. It's just stuff. You're not going to, you're not going to find anywhere else. It's, it's unique to us. We're not just all aggregate.
0: That's not what we do. No, that, uh, you sold it for me. That's really cool. How, how on the list of like difficult things. Is that is that those exclusive interviews getting that like very very difficult or is just generating so much content or ideas like where do those fall like what are some of the harder parts?
1: Um, it, it goes both ways. Like sometimes you just want to get a big name to talk to somebody. Yeah. You know, like the, this weekend we got Night of Champions and Double or Nothing. Uh, I tried to get a WWE talent this week. It didn't work out. But uh, knock on wood here, I'm told next week I'll be getting talent from both companies. Right, and cool. like in that situation. Uh, you know, you're just looking to, to, to take a big name, get him to talk about one or two or th- three things, if you're lucky, that everybody's buzzing about that you can kind of connect them to. But then the other way that I do interviews that I am enjoying more is I find something everybody's talking about, and I go try to find people involved in that story to talk about. And they're not always as big of a name, but they're people that I know know the story a great example of this was like a guy named rick bassman not everybody knows rick but rick is a huge influencer in the pro wrestling community he was the guy who found sting and the ultimate warrior in a gym made them famous okay
0: okay. no
1: joke no joke no yeah
0: yeah that put that helps me put him in my head where that where he belongs yeah so
1: i read in a fightful report that rick was backstage at backlash visiting people and doing whatever i hit up rick i was like rick this is a very pivotal time for the company. Can I talk to you? Rick said, for you, anything. Comes on. I'm getting somebody who's backstage at Backlash, 48 hours removed from the show. We, I broke so many things coming to that interview. He's best friends with Goldberg. He told me about the Goldberg Sting Jerusalem show. Uh, he told me about the, the, thing, the thing that got the most traffic on my site, <laughs> House of Wrestling, was this anecdote about how he revealed that the Vince McMahon's office sign they have had backstage forever was replaced by a sign that says Paul Levesque's office. End of an era, right? That thing, gangbusters. Yeah. Crazy, crazy traffic.
0: Go figure, you know? It's like, uh, that makes, that is, you're not necessarily, you're almost focusing on the, although, like, that individual you named, who's na- who I can't remember Rick name. Bassman, yeah. Yes, Not that he's not necessarily not an important person, but he's almost like a bystander to maybe a larger event in this case. So you take the bystander as someone who might have uh, a little bit more knowledge of just what went on because they're in the room or amongst the crowd, et cetera. Yeah.
1: Look, if we're all talking about the the changing of the guard between Hunter and Paul or Hunter and and Vince, give me somebody in the room. Give me somebody that's backstage. That's not under contract and can talk. You know, that's the kind of guest that I love. I was talking to Frank the Clown earlier today. Freaking love Frank the Clown. What a draw. Uh, anyway, I I, I I talked to Frank, and he was backstage at AEW All Out, hanging with CM Punk the day of the show. That's an interesting angle, right? You know, all of these little things, if you can do your due diligence, meet people, I I want people that are in the room. Give me your perspective. I need people part of these stories to help me tell these stories. It's not the same if I put... I look. I love Teddy Long. He's the man. But if I'm talking to Teddy Long about CM Punk, he's just gonna be like, "Yeah, no Punk. He's always been cool to me." But he's not in the room. Teddy Long plus Punk. It's gonna be a good headline, sure. I want people there. Those are the people I've been trying to seek out to talk to more and more.
0: So credit to Frank's credit. Uh, I think he has 100 percent made his stamp on the independent scene. Oh um, yeah, and absolutely someone who deserves all the opportunity, all the every opportunity he gets. I mean that he's. He's really good at the mic and he gets whether people like it or not they are interested in either hating him loving him etc so he gets Oh, uh,
1: he's, he's, he's the man I like Frank a lot he gets a lot of hate you know and he's good at getting hate so I guess he's doing his job but uh yeah he's been a, he's just been a good think I like Frank I'll take all the heat in the world for that he has been very nice to me I call that man a friend
0: so getting into what are some of the storylines that you're you are tracking at the moment i know you if can you give us a little, any a little te- uh not necessarily the exact story right but um any little tease on maybe some stuff upcoming or some stuff you're looking at i know also too you talked to, to someone from dark side of the ring um well how was that experience
1: i mean i love the dark side guys evan husney uh the co-creator is who i got to talk to i've talked to jason too the other co-creator and i talked to the composer Uh, Andrew Gordon McPherson, very nice, very talented individual. Uh, It was great, man. I hit paydirt on that. Like, I was talking about how I was confused about what the debut episode was going to be because I couldn't figure it out. And he literally goes into his pocket, pulls out his cell phone, and is like, hey, why don't I just give you the full order of episodes and the air dates they're going to be coming on? I was like, yeah, please. Thank you. Um, So it was a great conversation. It's season four, which is about to come up on Tuesday. Sounds like it's going to be awesome. But as far as the stories I've been tracking, I mean, it's no secret. I've been following, you know, the whole punk elite thing situation. I'm hoping that that story is finally coming to a close. I'm hoping cooler heads can prevail in this situation. But I've had my eye on that very. I mean, it's the biggest story in pro wrestling. That's not something happening inside the actual ring right now. So it's been tough not to be so focused on that these
0: days. Nice. Do you ever get a chance to? I hope you do. Do you ever get? I know wrestling is like perpetual and forever. Uh, Do you ever get a chance to like uh, sit back and enjoy it, and not necessarily watch it, thinking of like like? Do you can you turn that part of your brain off where you're just like I'm just going to enjoy wrestling, or is or do you think even when you're watching, you're kind of always on thinking about like the next thing?
1: You know when I do, it's when I every year at WrestleMania I get lost in it. That's right. Now, I, I go cover I you I I've covered Mania on site the past several years, and I hope to continue doing that for and forth. Um, but every time I go to a mania, there's something that makes me feel like a little kid. And especially uh, Mania 38, not this most recent but last year, like when Steve Austin came out of retirement and when Sami Zayn took on Johnny Knoxville. I mean, these were like characters that were formative to me as a child between jackass and and steve austin i'm sitting here watching these guys put on banger matches right now i was like a small child leaping out of my seat in the press box
0: nice that's great i like that you could yeah I, i was hoping you could still find that that zone that Zen. so it sounds like you still can which is really cool
1: yeah man right place right time i mean but that's the beauty of pro wrestling is like you can get lost in it it's a distraction it's supposed to be something really fun like, all the backstage, like, politics and nonsense and stuff that, like, ruin pro wrestling, that's the stuff I hate. That's the stuff that I am beyond over these days. Um, The actual art of wrestling is awesome. Like, wrestling is a fun, cool thing that can be done yeah. in ways where you can make anything happen in this crazy world and do it in a fun way. I I love pro wrestling. It's it's. The politics, the people, and the unfortunateness and the darkness and stuff that come along with the business—that that stuff sucks sometimes. I know
0: it's uh it's I mean it's got to be tough, right? Because like you're trying to run there, you're, maybe it's a fine line you have to walk, but you're trying to run a business. And I know like getting a piece of that information—not saying you go th- go through any sort of lengths to do that or anything like that—but getting that piece of information is stuff that you will ask about. Put it and you put it on your site and it helps the site, but it's also like stuff that too much of it, can, like you said, can kind of take the fun out of wrestling. Is that, do you struggle with that at all where it's kind of like that, that middle ground?
1: Yeah. The, the, the hardest part for me and the thing that really kind of led to me getting burned out was having to cover the speaking out movement. You know, uh, you talk to all these women, occasionally men too, that were yeah. affected by what happened here, not necessarily like, directly, but indirectly for different reasons. And you, you know, man, I heard awful stuff like during that period. And like even today when I was talking to Medusa and I'm trying to get her to talk about it, cause I think I, I want to, I want more women talking about this. I want to try to clean up the business. I'd like to help the business if I can. Um, you know, she, she kind of pointedly says, you know, a lot of people that, people look at as big celebrities and stars the business right now are people have done really bad things have hurt a lot of people and yeah and nobody wants to say anything because everything everybody's scared and you you want to think that the business is evolving and i definitely think it, it it is there's there's big differences between what we're dealing with now what we're dealing with 30 years ago right but part of that still exists like, there's still a kind of, there's not a kind of, there's still a gross underbelly to this business where there are people of influence that are doing terrible things and bullying people around that are trying to stop it. And um, it sucks, man. So, especially when you like, you know, the curtain is not just pulled back and burned, but like eviscerated. Like, it's not even yeah. there. It's just
0: like a window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that ends my question. And I think I- I'm excited for all the exclusive and new stuff you guys are coming out. I mean, you mentioned Sting and Goldberg in Jerusalem, and I'm a huge Sting mark. So, that, I don't know. That piqued my interest a little bit as well. So, I might oh, yeah. to, I might have to check that out on the stream. Um, anything else on your mind? I got you a little, little bit over seven minutes just over. Anything else on your mind that you've been, you've been kind of rattling around that you want to talk about or anything like that?
1: No, I, I'm good, Charlie. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me, man. I, I am an open book. I, I really just want there everyone – I really just want everybody to be happy and enjoy themselves and enjoy the business. There's no reason anybody in this this wacky, wild, colorful, wonderful world of professional wrestling should be walking around angry or unhappy or scared or anything like that. And uh, if you want to jump on that wave of making things better and be positive, yes, houseofwrestling.com, H A U S of wrestling.com. You go over there. Uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, noon Eastern on the premier streaming network uh, that is now co-owned by Freddie Prince Jr. you can go find me oh uh, I know dude it, have you met him I haven't and it's, I think so, it's because I think it's because I keep saying this I think it's because I keep saying weird stuff about him uh because okay. I, I I keep saying how I wanna I will only meet Freddie if like it's in like a two-story house and he's in the living room and I'm upstairs and then somebody plays kiss me and then i walk down the stairs and he, kinda, <laughs> and he has to kind of look at me you know like oh oh right like i'm so pretty um and i keep describing that and i have no idea why he doesn't want to hang out with me or talk but we'll we'll see i'm thinking down the okay. road we're, we're gonna get together um but yeah for a uh, ready junior awesome happy to have a team Premier streaming network go find us there um, and, uh, of course, like I said, inside the ropes, you can go find me over there occasionally as well. And that's kind of the umbrella of house of wrestling at the moment.
0: All right. Well, congrats on everything. Congrats on the success. Thanks, um, you, yeah, you, uh, you the listener to, to the number two heels in uh, and two heels and faces where you can find all of our socials. Uh, but until then we'll see you next time. And thank, thanks again, Nick. Appreciate yep. it. No problem.